aching over sitcoms and television, it's Better Buddies! Hello, and welcome back to Better Buddies. I'm your host, RJ. With us this week, he's back, ladies and gentlemen. It's James. Hello. Hello, hello, everyone. Good to be back, you know. At least you came back. Oh, damn. It's a lot easier to make fun of you right to your face. I know. Do you know how hard it it was to convince every other person that was on for the last three weeks to put on their James masks? Man, you have that. They're still making those, dude. I thought those got recalled. Oh, they're custom. Oh, really? I oh, made shit. Them. I oh, took my a mold gosh. in your face. Wow. When did this happen? Um, I don't remember. Christmas. <laughs> well, good to know. Maybe maybe that can be our first piece of official. Uh, Why do you think you Santa know, comes down uh, the chimney? It's because I'm coming in through the door. Oh. <laughs> To take molds of, uh, yeah. I, I take molds of yeah. people's faces. I'm slowly working my way across the globe. Yeah, you're like one of those. You're, it's, yeah, it's like a well, German. It's a real problem because people grow, right? Fairy like, tale. They grow and change, and yeah, always have to update the mold. <laughs> yeah, you're like, uh, did you ever, you watched Avatar Last Airbender, right? The show or the or no. film? The show. Yes. Yeah, you're like Ko. You're like the face stealer. Mm. You're like that guy. But you're just being steady on a 3D printer. I let, people keep, their, I let keep people keep their faces, though. I'm a face borrower. This is true. You're I'm a more face like... lender and a face mender. <laughs> the face lender and mender. That's pretty cool. Well, I'm glad that you found some charitable work to perform during the I'm holiday season. Nothing. I robbed banks. <laughs> Oh. oh, with people's faces on your yeah. face? Is that it? You wanted in three states. Oh, man. That's why I keep getting all those calls and court dates and arrest warrants. Uh, but I make sure I to like wondering. look directly at all the cameras I can see and shout, My name is James. Mm-hmm. Just James, really so you know. don't say... Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So you don't say my last name or anything? Well, They're no, pretty good, rude. then. That's I don't want to dox wanna, you. Yeah, you don't want to give up too much information. <laughs> it's all men, men, especially men in law enforcement, they like the chase. You know what I mean? They like well, the yeah. pursuit. Why else do they get yeah. into it? Yeah, It's not exactly. a matter of catching criminals. It's not a matter of stopping crime. It's a matter of no. getting to sit at a desk or stand in an alleyway smoking a cigarette and going, I just need a break in the case. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. One day I'm going to catch the borrower. He's living on borrowed time. Yeah! <laughs> that wasn't really quite a pun, but um, I hope the effect was still clear. Yeah, it was. It was. Thank you. I'm trying. Thank you. Uh, no, here, see, the problem is I killed someone in the last one, so I'm going to be on death row, and then I'll be on borrowed time. Yeah! <laughs> Won't get fooled again. It's a great song. Um, well, that's okay. Hang on. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. 
won't get fooled hmm. again, but it's a song for a cop show. Yeah. That, that seems counterproductive. You're saying, I'm, no, never, I'm a... not going to get fooled again. You can't fool me. And then more crime occurs. And it's like, well, damn, who did it? It's like, uh, this song is about, um, this, the song's about, uh, being stuck in an endless cycle and hoping that the next time it happens, the cycle will break. Mm, I think these cops are just bad at their jobs. Yeah, you're right. If cops are really smart, they've had what? We've had cops for what? A couple thousand years yeah, and they still haven't solved crime, dude. Isn't their whole job to figure out crime? And yeah, we isn't still have that... crime. Yeah. If Steven Spielberg could find a way to make it work in Minority Report, if cops, Steven Spielberg gotta... could figure out how to uh, boil down movies into a fake biopic of his own fake life. Hey, I've heard the Fable Woman's is good. There's I, I don't know anything about that, it. Man. Okay. I just know it was like I'm a just... movie about a movie director and it happened to follow very closely, but not exactly to Steven Spielberg's life. Yeah, it's basically his, his own biopic um, mixed with, I believe that's probably why it's called The Fablemans. Uh, it's uh, it's it a little bit of a... A fable? It might just be, as in a tall tale that that's has some copyrighted by DC. history get sucked, or get, truth. Get, get fucking wrecked, Steve. What? A tall tale? No, no, fables. A fable? It's copyrighted no, 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 by DC? Fables is a fables. series about fables. But if, he, if his Fablemans is classified as a fables, it falls under oh. DC's fables, which is currently in a dis- fierce legal dispute. Because back when it was created, the creator of the Fables, which was actually an individual artist, his whole contract thing was like, no, I have exclusive control over the creative rights to my characters, my world, my stories. Okay. And uh, and that was back before, like, DC was big. Like, we're talking pre... pre probably pre-Christian Bale. Batman level. All right. And then DC kept getting bigger, and Marvel got big, and then both of them got big. And now, as it went on, his contract was more and more of a unique thing compared to other creators. And he keep, kept having to like fight harder and harder to like keep that contract the way it was. Because they kept trying to, like under the table, cut him out and like subvert him and maintain that control. Mm-hmm. And then like a week ago, he was like, alright, fuck this. Um, all of my Fable stuff... It's open source. Anybody can fucking do whatever they want with it. Go make movies. Have fun. How can uh, is it? But isn't it the copyright? Does that not belong to the company? Like, how would they? How would he have the the right to kind of release it like that? I guess. So that's the that's the problem, though, right? Of like in his original contract, the contract he kept defending and maintaining and holding on to, he had creative control over everything. Like, they published it, but everything was his. He controlled the artists he worked with. He controlled the characters. He controlled, like, adaptations and stuff. Uh, But they kept, like, kind of skating past or, like, trying to, like... They kept trying to fuck around and find out, basically. Mm -hmm. And he got so good, so he's like, Alright, fuck this. Fuck you. Power play. Uh, Everybody gets it. That's pretty cool. Good on him, making art available. DC is disputing this, obviously, but... Yeah, but... 
we can't root for the faceless mega corporation, RJ. No, because I stole their faces. <laughs> this is true. You said you borrowed. You said you borrowed them. No, no, no. I borrow the regular <laughs> folks' faces. Oh, if you, you if you're a mega faces. corporation, I steal those faces. You have to be a faceless mega corporation. Dang. That's, that's, the pretty... only, see, that's why Marvel is a faceless mega corporation, but Stan Lee's ex, uh, Excelsior company is fine because it's the world of Stan Lee, and he's a he's a he's a down in his luck creator, don't you know? Or he was. Yeah, he's just a guy, man. He's, he's just, just a guy, some dude. He was just a guy with some cool glasses. Those It'd be pretty cool. Frames. He really had he had the old man look down. I feel like for years before he became an old man. Oh, for sure. Which is kind of what you well, want. He also be. grew up post World War II, or not not that much post, but he grew up post enough World War II. Yeah, like that was still back he in the was... days when kids wore suits, or they worked <laughs> in coal mines. Yeah, good job, Stan. Heck yeah! Our next segment. Oh my god, we never got to our first segment. Our yeah, first segment, Better Buddy's Icebreaker. Heck yeah. Uh, what show do you think is genuinely good, but it is ruined by its fan base? Ooh. Oh my gosh. This is a this is a great question. Um, uh, oh. Yeah. I. So my gut reaction with this question was Rick and Morty, right? Like Yeah. That's the one I think a lot of people would go to. But I'm actually gonna go with... And I don't... It's a show that I think is probably genuinely good. Mm-hmm. And it's a tie between two. They're probably genuinely good, right? Like, they, people like them for a reason. But the le- the whole fan base being as saccharine as it is just soured me on it. And that is okay. Adventure Time. And Steven Universe. Oh. oh, those are great answers, actually. Like, I'm sure the shows are fantastic. I mean, they survived as long as they did for a reason. Mm-hmm. And people love them for a reason. But good fucking god. I don't care. I don't... No. Stop it. Yeah, the whole cutesy... Oh, he doesn't fight. He talks all his enemies down and they become friends. Oh, like, no, shut the fuck up. Sometimes people deserve to get their ass kicked. Is that a, do you think, though, that's more of a byproduct of the show or the fan base, I guess? Fan base. Because, like, that is what happens in the show. And, like, again, I'm sure if I watched the show, it would be more, like, I'd I'd appreciate it. Mm -hmm. But I will always remember there was some phrase from the show... That just rubbed me the wrong way. Is this Steven Universe or Adventure Steven Time? Steven Universe. And I, th- I think the okay. phrase was like... Uh, g- give me a moment to look it up, because I'm going to get this wrong otherwise. Yeah, of course. Oh. It's, uh... The phrase, if every pork chop were perfect, we wouldn't have hot dogs. Which, <laughs> I was just like... No! Fuck off! That, why no. did this uh yeah, why did this trip your trigger, so to speak? Sometimes things can just be shit. Right? 
Like, mm-hmm. yes, it's good to look for silver linings, but no one cares that fucking much about hot dogs. Yeah, you got to remember, RJ, though, that this is like Steven Universe, especially that is like um, we're talking like that's peak uh, millennial core. You know, that's like no, dead off. center. It is. It's like dead center Cal arts, Obama era optimism, like, you know, uh, second term, like we did it, like we're all in the so clear. Everyone's going to be super sugary, cool. I know. Saccharine bullshit. Like, I, I love me some good old hope and hospitality. Fucking love mm-hmm. the Lord of the Rings, not the uh, war, but that which it defends. Mm-hmm. I don't love the arrow for its sting, and I don't love the sword for its sharpness. I love those that they defend. That's a good way to say you fucking love the home and hearth. But then you get this shit where it's like, if every pork chop were perfect, it's like, shut the fuck up about pork chops. <laughs> I I Who, have nobody not Nobody even likes seen... pork, cho- pork chops that much to begin with. Have you seen the, like, the full series of Steven Universe or no? Fuck no. I have not. Yeah. I think Adventure Time I'd probably like more because I've read up on Adventure Time a little bit more too of the like, oh, this is like post-apocalyptic. Yeah, I've but at the same I've time, seen about... it was like, oh, you're a little so random. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I've seen five or six seasons of Adventure Time. I, I think the show is actually like kind of long. I think there's like eight or nine, maybe. Um, and then there's a bunch of spinoff series. And yeah, I Adventure Time, I give a little more credit to mainly because it's like, Adventure Time is, like, comprised of all the doodles that, like, you know, one of the quiet kids in the back of the class, you know, was making in high school. And they just happened to sort of, like, stumble their way into sort of a network. Not a network. Yeah, I guess kind of a technically yeah, a network deal. show. Because it was on Cartoon yeah. Network. It was on Cartoon Network. Literally um, a network. Yeah. So, like, yeah. Um, I think... Like, in that capacity, it is given a break, although I do agree, it does get a little, like, a little too, like, oh, it's so weird and different. Um, From what I've seen of Steven Universe, it is, like, I really don't know what to think about it, if I'm being totally honest. Like, there's a part of me that does, like, recoil a little bit at like you said that kind of like saccharine tumbler also his dad looks like he's literally homeless and like his dad looks like it sh- he should be a antagonist in a like early 2000s movie about a kid who runs away from home oh yeah yeah his dad which maybe was like the point maybe that was like sort of like because his dad in the show i think is supposed to be very sort of like soft and and gentle um like a very like sensitive sort of soul i think he's supposed to be like a beach bum basically um i just like raising a child yeah that's the idea he's like a deadbeat dad but he's like a very sort of like um how do i say this a very uh i don't i can't remember the word for it he's like who had sex with an alien He's a very considerate take. Like, that's, yeah. that's what it is. He's a beach bum who had sex with an alien and had a half alien child. He wooed her. He she loved him for it's a some reverse guardians of the galaxy. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um and I do think like there is something about the show where it's just very 
uh i mean obviously it's a cartoon for children um but it does scream of a weirdly mature infantile um worldview if that makes any sense like the yeah, fact that like, an adult uh, you know what i mean I, I like does that make that, any like, sense ticks me off a little bit about it is not so much in itself but that i get ticked off about it i'm ticked at myself for getting ticked off because yeah. ultimately i do think you know we should generally be nice to each other and that fighting is not necessarily the first answer and that mm-hmm. like people deserve second chances i believe all those things Mm-hmm. Don't fucking coat it in so much candy sugar that I fucking choke on it. Yeah, I do think that is the problem. And that's an issue with actually, like, um, I've seen in the past couple years, like, more and more think pieces, either like written essays or like video, like video essays, basically, on like millennial writing and like how to kind of categorize it. I think Steven Universe is like a prime uh, example of it basically because it's just very um there like it there are no rough edges to people like it's not really i I know that there's hey that fucking animation style too talk about no rough edges yeah it's it's very round it's very soft thing from that drawn universe down the stairs and it'll just keep rolling forever (laughs) Yeah, and and there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. I do think it's very interesting because if you think of the aesthetic of shows that predate that one by about 20 years, like think of like Dexter's Laboratory, the Powerpuff they Girls. They were literally all squares. My Life as a Teenage Robot, uh, the Fairly Odd Parents, even though that wasn't on Cartoon Network. Like, yeah, still, though, that yeah. animation style that per- was pervasive in the early thousands, of, like the 90s and early thousands of the like, squares and boxes and angles i mean Mm -hmm. total drama island i didn't watch that one but i distinctly remember that one for its boxy square pointy aesthetic yeah and now like the past i I, from some of the clips of shows that i've seen or like the shows that i know are on cartoon network i know there's like um i don't i don't know if steven universe is still running i don't think it is but we'll just say steven universe then there's Adventure Time, and then there's uh, there's another one called Craig of the Creek, which has a very similar art style to Steven Universe. It's that Cal Arts style. I would maybe kind of throw Gumball in there, but the thing is, Gumball is so visually interesting and kind of amazing that I think it blows most other shows out of the water. Of like if I was a programs broadcast mm-hmm. by current by Cartoon Network. <laughs> We Bear Bears is another one that's um, a very soft, round-looking so show. Current programming, which I think this is like everything that's on right now. They've got Craig mm-hmm. of the Creek, We mm-hmm. We Baby Bears, uh, Teen Titans Go, Tiny mm-hmm. Toons Luniversity, The Amazing World of Gumball. That is their current ongoing shows. And then they have the repeats of Ended Programming... With Clarence, We Bear Bears, Apple and Onion, Summer Camp Island, and the Looney Tunes show. Man, I never even heard of Summer Camp Island. That's actually interesting. And Falls then, in the footsteps of Sea Universe. Yeah. They have a preschool block called Cartoonito for, like, toddlers. 
Interesting. Really? What the fuck is this abomination? What? Uh, what is okay. it? So, their original programming and acquired programming. Here's a list of their cartoony do like, t- toddlers shows. It's Bugs Bunny Builders. Mm-hmm. Jessica's Big Little World. Which I think may be related to Craig of the Creek, just because that's what comes up when I highlight it. Yeah. Uh, Thomas and Friends All Engines Go. Coco Melon. Sesame Street Mecha Builders. And last but not least, the crossover you never wanted Bat Wheels. It's cars, but Batman. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, yeah, I see that. <laughs> Folks, it's called Bat Wheels, and the plot, the basic plot as listed by Wikipedia, congratulations, you stumbled into another Wikipedia episode, the Bat <laughs> family's vehicles are brought to life by the Bat computer to form the Bat Wheels, a team led by the Batmobile, or BAM, to fight crime in Gotham City. But it's not, it's not, there's no, there's no... <laughs> Like, they made up a bunch of vehicles because we're gonna have vehicles. But, like... Yeah, because not everyone has, uh, right, like a car or something like that. But, like, all the normal villains and heroes are still there. So, like, Batman is still there. Batman is still Batman. RJ, it's toy commercial, that's why. (laughs) Batman, Robin, Batgirl... And the back girl they went with was Cassandra Kane, which they, they they used the wrong costume based on the promotional material. And then they have Oliver Queen. The bad guys are... So the human bad guys, they have the typical lineup, right? Joker, Harley Quinn, Penguin, Riddler, Mr. Freeze, Catwoman, Poison Ivy, Toy Man. They've got... The Legion of Zoom are the bad vehicles. That's funny. Bad computer, an AI computer software inside a scoreboard. Oh, no wants... way. He's voiced by ProZD, dude. Oh, nice. Good for, Good him. for him. He's got work. Uh, yeah. Crash, <laughs> bad computer's crash test dummy. Prank, Joker's van. Jesta, Harley Quinn's ATV. Ducky, Penguin's duck boat. Uh, Quiz, which is Riddler's helicopter. And Snowy, Mr. Freeze's bad but gentle snow crawler. Why? RJ, you know why? Because... I know toys. So I, I know. It's to toys, toys, dude. It's it's toys. It's fucking people... I was... I saw... I the, saw a post online that basically... Why do the cars need to have personalities? Because why it's like kids just will... Have, just sell Batman. People will buy kid, the toys. Kid, because, like, you can get kids to buy either the Batman action figure or you can get them to buy the whole set of cars or you can get them to buy both. It's genius. It, from a business perspective, it's like... I'm, I saw a post recently online, like, about a week ago that was talking about how, like... Uh, what is it like basically for most of like hollywood or the film industry's history like you want to hear something really sad sure sorry i apologize for interrupting um i just pulled up the nickelodeon animated block 
I yes. don't even do. It's bad. I know that that block there is trash. Are nine <laughs> animated shows, three of which are SpongeBob or SpongeBob spinoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know Nickelodeon is in the fucking garbage. I don't know what they did. It's weird because there was a point where they like they debatably had one of the best. Like, there was a point where Nickelodeon had a great block of programming. Barely Odd Parents, Jimmy Neutron, Avatar: The Last Airbender. Um, I know that there are others that were on that channel. SpongeBob, obviously. Um, and like honestly, just, it was kind of the oh, it was kind of in a similar boat of like Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo, where like Cartoon Network was Xbox, Nickelodeon was mm-hmm. PlayStation, and then Disney XD was Nintendo, just kind of doing its own thing and chugging along. Yeah, very much so. And they all had great programs. Like I, I mean, uh, <laughs> what like um, Gravity Falls was on, you know, Disney XD. Uh, and that's a that's an excellent program. I would definitely show my kids that show. Um, I don't know. That's that is depressing. But I guess long story short, basically, like what some people were basically saying is that like for for the longest time in the in show business's history, it was run by yes, like freaks and weirdos and stuff like that. But these were at least people who cared about art. Yeah. And now it's it literally is just run by like corporate like. Yeah, like like business accountants. Yeah, com- yeah, essentially, yes. Like marketers or people who came up in finance, and they're they are looking at everything that they're getting, and they are just saying like, we need to do everything we can to maximize like profit. Like these shows are are just vessels for, um, doing that. And like, maybe some shows are seen more as that than others. Where it's like, I don't know, I don't see a whole lot of profit necessarily being wrung out of like Craig of the or something like that but i don't know i could be wrong i want to see what was what was reception to steven universe well and right now disney's uh disney xd the list of animated series it has as of right now is Mm -hmm. ghost force a french cgi series Mm -hmm. Oh sevens beyblade bursts quad strike the superhero squad show which is back for some reason and bakugan with the repeat rerun broadcast of gravity falls and spider-man dang dude which spider-man uh this is the 17 uh 2017 spider-man show it's actually a pretty good show it was um originally the Oh, it's a different one. Whoops. My bad. So this is the... No, wait. Maybe this is... Oh, okay. Yeah. It's not the Ultimate Spider-Man I thought it was. My bad. So there was Ultimate Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And then this is the follow-up, like, Spiritual Successor series, I think. Interesting. Yeah, because it's just Marvel Spider-Man. I really want to see. Hold on. Wouldn't check in. I just want to see what reception to Steven Universe was. Um, oh, well, that's 
oh, it was canceled at the end of the fifth season. It did get a movie and it got a sequel, like a short sequel epilogue series. Widely praised for its art, music, voice performances, storytelling, characterization. It's oh equally my God, rewarding that, you can't to watch make this for adults and children. You can't make this fucking shit up. So I was talking about how saccharin, I find it, right? Mm-hmm. What yeah. does saccharin mean? Uh, sweet. Like too much sugar, basically. Oh, and her name is Rebecca Sugar. I totally forgot. <laughs> I never knew that. I totally fucking forgot. A. Oh my God. I was looking at her fucking Wikipedia page and it didn't even fucking hit me. All five That's... seasons of Steven Universe hold a perfect 100% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. That doesn't mean shit. The website's critical consensus for season five reads, having blossomed into a sophisticated mythology with a deeply moving subtext, Steven Universe remains a sparkling entertainment and perfect introduction to LGBTQ representation for children. Fascinating. Hmm. Interesting. I do know that that is one of the one of the draws of it. Gender and sexuality. Gender is at the forefront of the conversation surrounding Steven Universe. Blah 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 blah. blah. Interesting. Well, good for her getting to at least produce something that a lot of people liked, I suppose. Yeah. I'll have to sit down maybe and watch this. I do know the guy who helped her produce it. Uh, named uh, his name is Ian Jones Cordy, Q U A R T E Y. He made this one show called OKKO OK Let's Be Heroes, yeah, which is actually really, 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 really fun. I love its animation style. I, I was I watched it like uh, a few episodes like a couple years ago. Very, very fun. That's a definite wreck. Well, spe- hang on. Before we move on to recommendations, you never gave your show that you think is good but ruined by fan base. I am We've going just been letting to me prob- spew vitriol for like thirty minutes. That's all right, minutes. dude. I'm 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 here to you know I'm your we're we're jamming out. It's like jazz, you know. We go where the we we go where the the, the melody goes. Uh, mine is going to probably be The Office. Um, uh, I I actually do think that The Office is like a good show. Uh, I are think you telling me I, liking gra- The Office is not a personality trait? Unfortunately, it's not. Um, Damn it! And I, I do think that the office suffers from like not just. It's kind of the perfect example of American television and American television audiences not knowing when to quit. It's like because not only does the fan base sort of like talk about this show all the time, um, even like some of the, several of the actors have they do like pot like. I think both they have um, podcasts about it. Um, yeah, they do podcasts and stuff like that. The actresses who played Angela and Pam have a and podcast. Pam. Yeah, and, and it just feels like they they always end up doing stuff together because they're the office characters, right? Like I literally just saw an ad on YouTube or something that was mm-hmm. the actor who played Stanley and the actress who played the person who sat across from him. Uh, what's her name? Phyllis. Like, those two oh, were yeah. in an advertisement together, and it was like, okay, you yeah. clearly hired them because they're the office people. Like, it's the Which same reason fine. that, um, oh, what's, there's an internet ad right now, I think it's Spectrum, but it might be something else, where, um, Donald Faison and... Yes, Zach Braff. Zach yes, Braff are in it together, yep. but it's only because yeah, they yeah. were in Scrubs. Yeah, yeah. 
And that's like, I get it. Like, that's fine. It's kind of lazy advertising because there's no right. There's no reason for them to be there. There's it's just like, oh, it's the two guys from Scrubs, I guess. These are you two know? people whose um, characters were friends. Yeah. And like that is kind of just like I think you got to think sometimes about like commercials like you would think about like a television show. And if if a, if a celebrity shows up in a television show just because they're a celebrity, it's pretty lazy writing um, and it's cheap. So, yeah, I, I, I think The Office, like, for sure, um, mainly just because, like, it's, it feels, I don't know, I, maybe at the same time, too, I wanted to get into that show. I've actually never finished it, and I, I should try and maybe try and give it, like, a rewatch. I made um, it one and a half times, because I went back to do a rerun, mm-hmm. and as I went on, I found myself skipping more and more episodes. Yeah, and I got to like the last season. I was like, I don't, I don't fucking care. <laughs> no, I, I mean, like, I don't think any television show should go past seven seasons. Like, I have yet to see a TV show where it passes the seventh season or even approaches something like the seventh season. And it's always sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> I don't care. Like, It's Always Sunny began to falter around the seventh season. Uh, Like, had they closed out around... Most shows should probably, at most, be five seasons long. um, If they're lucky to get that far. Um, A a truly perfect, ideal, and a platonic, like, worldview sense show would be just ten seasons where like the first two are them finding their feet and then the next like seven six or seven are just like home run after home run after home run yeah and then the last season is like maybe trying some different stuff and wrapping up stories and closing it all out um i never saw it but i did appreciate that about the good place like i read an article once about the good place where the michael sure was just like yeah i had a very clear idea of what this show was gonna be we weren't going past it. And they ended after like three or four seasons because he was like, yep, that's the show. That's it. Which is, it's good. I'm not going to lie, like, good place. But I liked Brooklyn Nine-Nine up until a certain point, and I only saw an episode or two of The Good Place, and I got kind of like, I'm all Michael Shured out, if I'm being honest. I think his humor can be fun, but it does, it's just become... It kind of started with Parks and Rec, but Parks and Rec is this nice little in-between between like more quote-unquote edgy humor and kind of like very soft, warm, uh, what I would call like the soft, warm, sort of sure you'd yeah. humor that he, that like kind of overtook um, like uh uh Brooklyn 99 very early and then the good place just seems rooted in that sort of and um, I I don't do you, do you know this like I I'm kind of on the same I, boat I, where it's like every other Michael Schur show has worked for me yeah. Office didn't really but Parks and Rec did Good Place I never got into Brooklyn 99 I really liked I I think Brooklyn 99 like the problem for me is like um Honestly, I wish Shure could let his characters be like I I agree where like for instance with Brooklyn 99 like you know Jake and Amy that's the that 
Shore is a huge fan of the show Cheers, which uh. was like that super popular show from the eighties. Uh, um, and you can kind of see why, because Cheers is very based in relationships, but it also brings in very sort of um, a little more intellectual humor uh, mixed with a sort. It's sort of like. I don't know. It's like healthy comfort food, yeah. or that's the kind of like what it's trying to be. Well, it doesn't and, help. Like, I mean, it probably helps that it's also about a bar. So it's literally like, hey, come back to your local watering hole every week. Yeah, exactly. That's an excellent point. Yes, exactly. And he is like kind of brought that. Like, Cheers was very famous for having Sam and Diane, where Sam is like the owner of the bar. Mm-hmm. Um, who and his dynamic is like you know he's tall he's handsome he's this disgraced former like pro baseball player that everybody knows and he's always got a quip and he's got a line but he's also sort of like you know he's got his own problems he's a little dumb and short-tempered and blah blah blah. and diane is this incredibly intelligent i think she's like a phd student or she's just like she's a very intelligent young woman roughly his age um and their conflict and their chemistry comes from the fact that she gets hired to be a waitress and she's this person who has a very expansive vocabulary, is very intelligent, pretty funny, witty, but is uh, clumsy and out of her depth. And he is a guy who is like a little bit rougher, so he's used to the scene, but he doesn't really quite know how to like interact with her in a way that she finds like polite or something like that. And their chemistry begins to develop and it became a very famous like draw of the show because you would you would tune in to watch Cheers, but a lot of people, from what I understand, would tune in to watch Sam and Diane like flirt with each other and have this very charged relationship. They uh-huh. end up getting together like three or four seasons in, and the show began to take a dip in the ratings because of that. Sure mirrors the exact same thing in basically every show that he's done. Um, like everything from the office all the way through, I could be wrong about the good place. I don't know if like Kirsten Bell has like a love um, interest that there's like a will they won't they? There's um, and based on what I understand of the good place, there eventually is, but it's definitely not like a central thing for most of it. Okay. Do you know so, anything about the good yeah. place? I, I know like that there are a bunch of twists and turns. I know that it's like the whole heaven thing, but is it the or you know is it the good place or is it the bad place or is it somewhere else? Like, and I know that there are some of those characters like the the wealthy, well-to-do like socialite, and then like the kind of like ditzy monk, and then the very intelligent like philosophy guy, and then her. So uh, the basically the twists and turns as they are, since the it shows over. If you feel mm. like this is spoiling, fuck you. Um, yeah, we're combative today. You, you're, right. you're an audience that listens to our opinions. If you want to have your yeah, own opinions, you be- start a podcast, and then we'll invite you on as a guest. Um, yeah, you better watch out. We're sleepy and aggressive. Rah. Very dangerous combination. <laughs> um, so the first season of The Good Place, like, is they the it's all presented as you're in the good place. You're in heaven. Like, welcome okay. to heaven. And then at, at like the end of season one. The main character who she's like, oh, I accidentally like they asked me if I was this person. I just said, yes, like I should not be here. I'm actually a very bad person and I know it. Uh, She realized she figures out that like, hey, wait a minute. This isn't the good place. We're in the bad place. They can't ever mm-hmm. kick us out because there's nowhere to go. Um, 
So the next season is them in the bad place when they realize, like, oh, it's torture, da-da-da-da. And then, as I understand it, like, at the end of season two, they make the case of, like, hey, wait a minute. Yeah, this is the bad place, and, like, you're supposed to be torturing us. But we've all been getting better as people. Like, we're growing and, like, becoming better people. Let, let, let us pitch you on something. Turn it into the other place. So they, I think they do like a reset pitch where they kind of reset, but do it as like, and more of like a purgatory thing. Mm-hmm. And then in the end, everybody gets the happy endings. Which is nice. And it's like, it, like, I know that the show, I think, I think one can make the case that from what I've heard that the good place is his most like, if you could call it like it's his most intellectual show because it's dealing with like it's as much as a network sitcom can do it is trying to sort of deal with um i like you know like philosophical existential questions and stuff like that um yeah i i like i don't know i i think he he is like there's almost something it's weird because like for some reason the big bang theory popped into my head like talking about a lot of this stuff and like i don't know dude i i like i was watching some clips online and like i was sort of um i was like i'm just remembering now how like when we first heard about it like it came out when we were in like middle school and i remember watching like some of it and like my family would sometimes like we would sit down in the early seasons we'd watch some of it and you know I don't know if you remember, but when it initially came out, it was kind of like it was almost kind of very like edgy and different because it was like these nerds being portrayed in like a very specific way. Hey, look, where nerds they're simul- can have personal lives too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, basically, right? But it's like if you think about it, like you didn't have, you know, like you never had like a show really where like a group of like guys was going to a comic book store and like debating shit like that. And this is not saying like the big bang theory is not honest, you know, uh, is not honest television, but that's almost what makes it awesome is the fact that like, it is just very clearly and simply supposed to be just like, it's very two dimensional. And there's almost something sort of like, I think, alluring about that because it's just like, I guess it's just mindless. Whereas like something sometimes like what Shure does is like, it like shows that it has the potential to do more, but it consistently chooses not to do so, which is very frustrating to me. Like, oh, see, and I think, I feel like that's part of the human experience though. Like that really is like a very human thing. Like, we'll touch on topics and subjects, but just as people not having enough of a base information, we won't ever get as deep as we could. That's fair. Like, you're never as good as you want to be, in a way. Is that kind of like... Yeah, well, especially if, like, think about it this way, right? Like, as an outside viewer, you're watching the situation, and it's like, oh, they started touching on this really cool intellectual topic, or this philosophical topic, or this subject area... But they didn't really dig into it much. And it's like, well, yeah, you have more knowledge on it. They're not going to dig into it as much as you would because they don't know as much. That's, that's true. That This is, yeah, that's, that's a good point. I think that my issue, though, comes in where it's like when shows like that attempt to 
and this is the problem is like the big bang theory from what i know is not going to attempt to make a statement and even if it did try it would feel so out of left field that it like you just write it off almost immediately a show like that it is pure mass entertainment there is no deeper message there is no attempt to it is literally just people talking and they look a certain way they act a certain way and we find it funny because they have a laugh track like yeah like well yeah we immediately know like you don't even have to laugh like you don't even have to know when to laugh it is literally just like just sit down fucking turn your brain off and like watch these characters you know Whereas like something like like I know that Brooklyn Nine Nine has done it before, and Parks and Rec kind of did it, like where it would ad- address sometimes political stuff, but like not not really. Um, and like I know I would bet that The Good Place does it like a little bit more because they're wading into that territory. But there's a good argument to be made that that's almost more damaging than like mindless pablum that The Big Bang Theory is because those shows will like nudge towards these ideas, but they like, it's one of those things where um, I don't know how to like express this. It's, it's frustrating to see those ideas portrayed very simplistically and knowing that most people who are watching network television are probably not going to look into them. So what they receive from that show is maybe what they're going to get out of that idea entirely. And that's like a sort of a frustrating concept because like those, ideas and those conversations are much more complex than a 30 minute episode of television and when a show tries to sort of address that it either has to be done incredibly well especially if it's a if it's a fucking like goofy little sitcom or it like or it or or it fails like or it shouldn't just do it at all because like there's a tendency i think for those shows to everything always wraps up with a sitcom. There's always a neat little bow. And when you try to put something like that on, on an idea like that, it's a little, I don't know, damaging, I guess. Like it, it hurts like public intellect, I think, you know, I'm trying to think of any instances I can think of. And I think the only thing that would really come to my mind is Brooklyn nine, nine trying to address, um, the issue of police and police brutality against people of color. Yeah. And even that, that was one of those things they like kind of touched on with an earlier season. And then I want to say during pandemic, there was another instance where they're like, yeah, we need to revisit this, but I never saw the episode. I, I know that they like do some of that stuff and that's like fine. Like, it's like, it's not like it is what it is. It's just like, um, I don't know there, you know, there was like, uh, I don't know how to like express this. Like, like, can you, can you think of anything in Parks and Recreation you would point as like this spot is an example? I mean, this is one that they didn't honestly do too poorly at, but it's like the one that first comes to mind is, uh, like, um, uh, when April and, Leslie are trying to be garbage um, ah, women. Yes. You know what I mean? They're working for the garbage. And like, there's a big, like, the, there aren't, it's not like um, there is one garbage man who is like a regular person who's like, yeah, like maybe you could do it. I'm not going to lie. It's like pretty hard, but maybe you could try. Like, 
the garbage men who are presented are all like overweight, like slobs who are like, you're just a bunch of fucking broads, you know, like it's like, it's, it's very simple and it's very sort of like, it's funny because that show is like that episode is about being tolerant to people, but in trying to demonstrate the lesson, they create like a straw man. But of, and I like, like, yeah. Considering where we grew up and the time period that show that episode airs in, it's it's not entirely inaccurate. It's it's not it's not, and I like I I like working for the city for that one brief summer like it is not like you do find those people there but the the thing is is like it is the like i don't know how to say this because like that attitude can't really be allowed to like persist oh you know what it is i think i figured out what it is it's the issue that I have with sitcom dads. Because for fucking ever, the vast majority of sitcom dads have been portrayed as brainless, careless oafs who are fat, lazy, and don't care about their children. Or yeah. are completely emotionally morons. And they're literally like met like intellectually morons and emotionally stunted morons where it's like okay ha 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 the fat dad ha 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 he's so dumb ha 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 look at all the stuff the wife has to deal with how horrible and it's Mm -hmm. like that's could you not yeah and that's like like, yeah we want to lift women up and like empower them but and we want kids to like grow up right and we also want to have funny things happen on the funny show but cannot every single dad be the moron yeah it's gotta be it's gotta be sort of like um and it's tough too because you're right because it's like the dads are portrayed as yeah those like drunken oafs basically and then the mothers are usually portrayed as like supremely docile like completely domesticated oh like, no i'm not even thinking no 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 they're not well not, they're like i'm thinking like home improvement man have you seen I home improvement seen recently i haven't se- no i haven't seen too much of it no over uh so when i'd go run in the summers i go to the main gym i go run and on the tv i'd be early enough there'd be two shows on back to back According to Jim, starring Jim Belushi. Okay. And Home Improvement with Tim Allen. And these two might be the pinnacle of what I'm talking about. Where it's okay. these dumb, stupid, emotionally stunted individuals who don't really care about their kids' lives too much. And the wives are beautiful women who run the household, do the cooking, do the cleaning. And tell their husbands how they're idiots. And like, in according to Jim, I don't know if you've seen that at all, if you've even heard of it. But I swear to God, they hired the actors to play his wife because she had the perfect, my eyes get wide, how can you be such an idiot look. Like, hmm. I don't know how she does it, but she can increase the whites of her eyes by like 200%. <laughs> To get that perfect, like, eyes bugged out, you absolute moron going. Yeah. 
Yeah, that is that's it. That is an astute observation. Um, I mean, it's it's one that's obviously been made, but it's it's one that we like because it's everywhere. Like we forget about it so easily. Um, but I think that goes like, back I've been to watching... what you're saying. Sorry, just to loop it back all together. No, it goes yeah. back to what you were saying of like with the garbage episode or like just touching on these philosophical things, these political ideals, but not having to wrap a bow on it. So we really can't dig into it or leave it where it is of like, this is, we don't need to tear down other groups, other things, other ideas, other what have you's or simplify them to the extent that they get simplified just to prove the point. Yeah, I agree. At, at like, like going along with that, like at least giving it a little bit more charitable stuff. And I realize too, like, um, because we don't want to, you don't want to go the opposite end because that's how you end up with like something like Steven Universe, right? And it's too sugary and it's too nice and it's too yeah. like we're not willing to see people for stuff. But I do think like, I it's weird too because I'm thinking now of those shows like, um, you know, for instance, like, uh. Uh, like, funnily enough, in in the kids shows that we were talking about, whether it's like Jimmy Neutron or The Fairly Odd Parents, um, or even like My Life as a Teenage Robot, Dexter's Laboratory, like, it's funny because the Powerpuff Girls, like, all the adults portrayed in those shows are like they might be clueless, but they're still very sympathetic. Uh, like, yeah, you like, try that again with Fairly Odd Parents. I had zero sympathy for that or Jimmy Neutron's parents. I think, like, I don't know. I think it's kind of adorable, at least in the Fairly Odd Parents, how, like, both Mr. and Mrs. Turner are on, like, the same wavelength of intelligence. Like, None. I think... The hamster is I, spinning, I, but the crayons aren't sharp. I think it's... I think it's weirdly kind of, like, endearing. Um, and I think it's sort of, And I think, honestly, it's the same thing. Like, Jimmy Neutron is almost better where, like... You know, like his dad is like basically his dad is so stupid where he's like almost insane. But there is something weirdly like there's something I still find more sympathetic in the portrayal of those couples in that that because it's like it's almost so over the top that it loops back around, you know, to like think, a, a kind of I think honesty. The Powerpuff Girls professor is the best example. Okay, that's like, fair. Yeah, yeah. This is a man who is intelligent, has intelligence, has wisdom that he imparts to the girls, but also is the absent-minded professor. Yeah, yeah. Or you got Professor Wakeman from uh, My Life as a Teenage Robot. I, I where... didn't watch that show that much. Oh, uh, dang, dude, you missed out. Yeah. He, she's, she's basically like the... She's a robot, the... but she goes to high school. Yeah, it's in the name. No, but I'm talking. Well, yes, but her her mom, quote unquote, the scientist who built her. It's it's a very similar relationship to uh, to uh, uh, like the Powerpuff Girls and the professor, and it's like that I just proves that how like hellish that existence must be. What? Well, Being she's a, a robot, robot, so she doesn't age. Yeah, I mean, like she can uh, she can like change her shape and stuff like that. Mm. Like I I don't I I think like they even make jokes about her. She gets like acne at one point. Like what? she goes through like a like robot a robot acne. Yeah, basically. She gets honestly. a virus. I think she does. I she My does God. like because like 
the the thing is is like that she you know yeah. uh her mom wanted to make like a you know a real girl as close as like she could um damn dude that show was sick i love that show's art style that show was um, twisted twisted freaking twisted dude yeah i don't know what were we talking about <laughs> well oh right what show you think is genuinely good but ruined by its fan base yeah <laughs> the better buddies podcast <laughs> we're talking about the no. real issues in america yeah who dude. fucking cares that the speaker of the house is about to be ousted who cares that, that we're 45 that days away from a government shutdown is that a real thing? Yep. Uh, yesterday, they passed a bill to prevent the shutdown for 45 days. Okay, good for them. And Representative Matt Gates has filed a resolution to oust Kevin McCarthy as Speaker of the House. What? Why? Pick, like, throw a dart and pick your reason for the week. It's... Kevin McCarthy, he barely got into the Speaker of the House position in the first place. Um, <sighs> let's see. This is like the second or third time for the vote. Uh, Gates has been a longtime critic. And Gates uh, is quoted as saying, I have enough Republicans where at this point next week, one of two things will happen. Kevin McCarthy won't be the Speaker of the House, or he'll be the Speaker of the House working at the pleasure of the Democrats. I'm at peace with either result because the American people deserve to know who governs them. Oh. Oh my god. Why can't they just fucking... Just do your job. (laughs) Just do your job. No, but Gates is doing his job. Get rid of McCarthy. Uh, Fuck, dude. These fucking people. Um, <laughs> so, only a few people are, are supporting it, and oh, shit. it's kind of like, alright dude, one of our representatives though, Representative Mark Pocan, Democrat from Wisconsin, a progressive leader, is quoted as saying, do we side with a sociopath or an incompetent? I don't know. <laughs> and then <laughs> Representative Gregory Meeks I love that last name, Meeks uh, of New York yeah. said it was another day at the show Okay So at least I guess there are some people who are like And uh, to be fair, those were both Democrats uh, Republican, we've got Representative Thomas Massey of KY Is that Kentucky? Yeah uh, Saying, it's a really bad idea <laughs> Well Again, it's good to see that the parties can still agree on some things. I think we should just we should genuinely like instead of Democrat Republican, we should just have sociopath and incompetent parties. That I think that way. But like, James, we already do. Oh, oh, my this, wild and wacky fresh take on American politics. This political edge, RJ. My God, don't cut yourself you gotta, on it, James. You gotta calm down. Or I'll cut your face off with it and steal it. Just like, oh my gosh. Oh wow, you looped it all the way back. Third time's the charm, rule of threes, I borrow faces. Boom. 
You did it, dude. You fucking did it. See me next week at the Sylvie on uh, wearing the face of Bill Burr. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. If that's not a draw, I don't know what is. Sorry, wearing a mask I made from the mold of the face of Bill Burr. Oh, brilliant. But yeah, our government's going to shut down in 45 days. That's amazing. Hey, I'm really sorry. I have to go to the bathroom like so bad. Um, (laughs) I feel really bad for the government and stuff like that, but I gotta (laughs) take a piss or else I'm gonna explode. No, James! (laughs) Burst your bladder so that we can talk about the government! Alright, James, thank you for joining this week. Thank you for having me, RJ. Okay, bye. Hold on, I'm still... I'm gonna go on mute. Just... (laughs) Thank you to the band Problem of Interest for letting us use the song Living in the Moment off the album Cross Off Yesterday. You can find them on iTunes and Spotify. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever fine podcasts are sold. We're also on social media. Our Facebook is Better Buddies. We have our Meme Mondays and our Icebreaker questions. Our social media account, formerly known as Twitter, is at Better Budcast. Use the hashtag Better Buddies when you tweet about the show. And our Gmail account is betterbuddiescast at gmail.com. You can send us fan art, hate art, fan mail, hate mail, declarations of love, and or war, icebreakers you want us to answer, or questions you need advice on. And remember, if we get to 100 downloads on a single episode, I think we're going to review some gum types. And last but not least, be a better buddy. Heroin chic is back. It's back in RJ. Heroin, it's you know, it's uh, it's it's coming back in a big way. You know, Um, no heroin. I got enough bullshit to deal with. We're we're not necessarily talking heroin. We're just talking. We're talking. You know, uh, Mister Ewan McGregor, uh, some Kate Moss. uh, You know, skinny, skinny, strung out looking. uh, It's back. You know, it's. Spack with the Y2K fashion. Jaw lines are back in, um, as are stupidly wide pants, and uh, and and um, I'm assuming soon some kind of sequin patterns will be back in. I'm sure. Um, Yeah, you know, can't wait. Everyone's going to look either like a member of Blink-182 or Paris Hilton. It'll be the way that our country is supposed to be. The future is now, old man. I am. I am old. I am the old man. I rage at the clouds. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Everyone needs something. Goddamn cloud storage is never big enough! (laughs) Nice, look at that. Little inversion, little switcheroo.